On this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, the group talks to Total Mass Retain. Welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair, and on this special bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by my friend Ken Gregory, and we have the pleasure of talking with Total Mass Retain. Life Total Mass Retain delivers a passionate, energetic, and authentic musical journey through 50 years of Yes classics, hits, rarities, and epics. Chosen by Yes themselves to perform at the 50th anniversary, Yes Fan Fest on July 21st, 2018 in Philadelphia, TMR is one of the hottest trending names in the world of tribute bands. Fans in attendance, fans viewing via internet live stream, and the band themselves rave that TMR is a Yes tribute band like no other. Band members include singer Terry Day and keyboardist John Rickwiger, both from New Jersey. And tonight we are pleased to welcome to the palaver bassist and vocalist Joel Simkis from Massachusetts, guitarist Mark Gonzalez from the Bronx, and drummer vocalist Joey Cassano from the Bronx, although you may know him as Joe Cass from Facebook. Gentlemen, thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining the Palaver tonight. So we definitely didn't pay you to say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no money has changed hands in, in, in part of this conversation here tonight. So, you know, obviously, you know, back on uh, July 20 and 21st, um, Ken, Paul, and I were were in attendance at both the shows as well as the Yes Fan Fest where we were exposed to Total Mass Retain. And literally from, you know, the the moment that was, uh, that was over, we had started talking about, you know, the 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 joy we had with with your set and we started talking about you know getting you guys on the palaver so i'm glad that it it worked out and that we're all here and and ken i guess there was a there was a connection prior to uh this no 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 no? i i i I, i'm a research hound i I knew their names before they got off stage so 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 ken Ken made it happen so uh First of all, let me just uh, you know tell you guys that, and while we have to admit that we didn't see the whole set because we had been up late recording our podcast the the, uh, the night before, um, what we did see really really impressed us, and um, so congratulations. I thought it was it was really really a, a great set. The parts that we saw, and as I mentioned to Joe uh, last night as we were introducing ourselves. I was once I saw the full set list. I was even more sad that I wasn't able to see the uh, the whole thing. But one of the the funniest parts about it all, and we'll get to this, but the fact that you did Sound Chaser and one of the friends of the Palaver, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Yes Music podcast and Kevin Mulrine. Yeah. 
Uh, Kevin. I met Kevin out in Birmingham. Did you? Kevin, Kevin really, really said some really nice things about us in the in the podcast, and uh, actually spent a good twenty minutes talking about our set and and uh, and and what he liked about it. It was really very. Um, it was a very touching moment. I really appreciated that. We, you know, to 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 get to get shout, uh, talked up on Yes Music podcast. Yeah, that's. It really is. Kevin is just, uh, he's, he's spectacular. I've, God, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I've gotten to sort of, you know, befriend him to the extent that we can be talking via Twitter and sort of giving each other love back and forth on, on the podcast. But, but Kevin is a huge sound chaser fan. So that when I saw that on the set list, I was like, Oh, so uh well so we'll get into that because you know the the palaver has had some different opinions on sound chaser yeah really yeah true well, what, what sort of opinions do you have on sound chaser <laughs> let's let's <laughs> just if i open up a kettle of fish that we should leave shut or <laughs> no no it, it's it's definitely well it it, it's, no, I said I said Sound Chaser sounded like somebody spilled a truck of scrap metal on the highway. That's all I said. It wasn't a big deal. It was just uh, no, yeah, just, in like eleven eight though, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. The truck driver has rhythm. That's true. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if there's an eleven eight. Is there an eleven eight in Sound Chaser? <laughs> I hope not. I, hope uh, not, I, I stopped it, counting years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there, there may have been on our. Or sort of official offline text stream. There may have been a picture of a train car full of scrap metal, but you know. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, I, that was me. I take blame. I take blame. It was my criticism, and I'm over it. I, I love the tune. Well, and and if I recall correctly, in the episode that I did by myself where I was sort of revisiting some of the things that we did, I had sort of started to come around on Sound Chaser, so I. I I would have been very, very interested to to hear Sound Chaser live, and that would have been great. Ken, did, did you really get an appreciation for how a song's put together when you have to learn it? I believe you know, it. When when somebody says, "Hey, we're going to play Sound Chaser," and you break down what the parts are and figure out who can play what and all those things, you really start to get a, a, an appreciation for the song itself because you're hearing how it all goes together. Maybe getting a little insight to the creative process of the musician. Who uh, created the lick, or came up with the drum beat, or or the keyboard part, or whatever? Uh, no, Joel, you've actually got that one online, don't you? Uh, uh, snippets of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Joey and I did did it on Cruise to the Edge, uh, in front of Patrick Moraz, no less. We 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 got to jam with them. Amen. And, um, so so we we'd already had it together, and we were looking for some songs to play for the fan fest. That was like right at the top of the list, you know, Mark. <laughs> He knew oh. how to play the part, and it was just like it was mind blowing. Yeah, the, the thing about the cruise to the edge was you kind of got up with a bunch of people and you jammed the song that you listened to at home. So, you know, nothing's ever perfect when you take those kind of risks, but it was a hell of a good time. And, you know, I mean, that's kind of how Joel and I got together. We became friends on the cruise. We had some crazy performances with guys like Patrick and John Davison and crazy Yes fans all over the world. So, that kind of spearheaded how Joel and I became musically connected. I think 
uh, Ritual was the song we played that I think was like, I freaking love this guy. I just played Ritual with him, you know? <laughs> Wow! Wow! That's, that's so like, you know, like yeah, a 15-year-old listening other, to like, Yes Joe's in his basement, coming to coming back to life. You know? Yeah. We so, we uh, we bumped into each other at a Yes Show uh, about six months before that, and you know, I looked at him like, you know, you only live down in the Bronx. That's only three and a half hours. Let's you know, let's get together. It's not like you're on the. It's not like you're in <laughs> Australia. You know? So yeah. uh, and then the and first the guy says it's only three and a half hours. hours. <laughs> that's dedication, right there. Only that's a rush show. It's a rush show if you think about it. But, the, you know, the first time we got together, Mark was there. He's like, do you mind if my friend Mark comes and hangs out with us? I'm like, sure, why not? And we just kind of look around and like, what are we going to do? And Mark starts playing uh, Close to the Edge. So we wound up playing Close to the Edge pretty pretty faithfully for 18 minutes. And I think that was really kind of like that, that kind of cemented it for me that there was some kind of thing that was happening, at least between the three of us as a rhythm section. You know, I really enjoyed Mark's playing right out the gate, you know. Well, in, 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 before you get too far from the subject about Cruise to the Edge, why, uh, don't, why, why don't you give them credit where credit is due? That, that's still going on. There's a new one oh, coming yeah. up, right? Yeah, there's, there's another one coming up in February. And as we've done now for, uh, for uh, nearly every cruise, this, could be, this will be our fifth Cruise to the Edge doing this. Uh, a bunch of passengers on the second cruise started this late night jam, sort of like an open mic, you know, where you can sign up for a tune. But... You know, if you sign up for Close to the Edge and you count it in, you kind of have to know how to play Close to the Edge. Otherwise, you know, you look like an idiot. And, <laughs> you know, so it was kind of wow. nice to see people get together and, and you know, and, and keep in mind, like a lot of these people never met face to face until this cruise. They maybe communicated online. I mean, that's how I knew Joey. We talked to each other on, on a bunch of Yes fan pages and stuff. And we all really met each other face to face probably for the first time on Cruise to the Edge. And, yeah. uh, and, and, you know, after every performance, you know, there'd be like a little gather around a piano. We'd be singing some Yes and some Genesis and some Marillion tunes. And then, uh, sure, sure enough, a couple of people kind of took that idea and turned it into an all-passenger jam. They gave us a, a back line, a drum kit, a PA system. You know, people came in with their own guitars and their own, like, you know, little special, special things. Uh, and, then, uh, and then Rob Rutz. A uh, good friend of ours, Rob Rutz, who's part of uh, uh, Prague Stock. He's one of the organizers of Prague Stock. He he kind of stepped in and, and took it to the next level, getting getting more artist interaction, uh, getting better stage, better better sound systems. We've been getting along great with them. Uh, they've had me uh, stage manage uh, the show these last three times, uh, and uh, so I've got I've got a little bit of an you know a role to play. Uh, in Cruise to the Edge. I, I absolutely love Cruise to the Edge. It was originally a, a wedding present slash honeymoon gift from my mom. My mom's a huge prog rock fan, so all three of us went as the, as the, the Cruise to the Edge honeymoon family. And, and oh my goodness. Really gracious. Happy birthday. Happy and again, birthday that's my mom's birthday today, too. But that's how, that's how I got to meet Joey face-to-face, and I got to meet like a, a whole circle of, of, of really close-knit, hardcore, awesome Yes fans. You know, like Malcolm and and that uh, was uh, Ryan and you know all those guys. Joel, that was pretty beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I'll give it to you in a different light. I'd be on the phone with like the most beautiful girl in the world, and then Joel would call and I'd be like, "Listen, gotta go talk about yes." <laughs> <laughs> you know, the cruise the cruise was interesting um, for many reasons. But in terms of the late night jam, it was kind of an eye-opening experience for everybody because of how great it was. The first one 
was done from some of our by some of our friends out in California, Rael and Jojo. They're super proggers and they're pretty cool people. Awesome. And uh, Jojo sings in the Yes Tribute Band. She's badass. I did it's a delirium with Jojo. I have a good bond with her. And the rest of the band, actually, they're all good guys. So um, we all kind of connected on the cruise. And, I mean, one year, some guy got sick. And I remember the organizers came up to me and said, you know, Joe Cass, can you play Close to the Edge, Yours is No Disgrace, and You and I and Wondrous Stories? Somebody's not coming. They're sick. And I was like, I mean, yeah. And they're like, everyone's counting on you, otherwise they can't play the songs. They said, fuck it. Yeah, I'll play all those songs. Let's go. <laughs> That's honestly what happened. Like, I was playing Awaken with Joel, Ritual with Joel, Sound Chaser, which got canceled because of keyboardist drama, and then uh, Drama is a good album, too, by the way. Yeah, it is. That's it. Oh, yeah, it was. Just this, it was a multi-year experience that people connected on a crazy level of sharing the same passions and love for things. And then, you know, it's cool how I've met people throughout the world that share that. Like I met Mark, we were in at a bar in the Bronx. And uh, Margo, what Mark, what do you always say? It's like John Anderson meeting Chris Squire, right? Yeah, we pretty much met uh, on Facebook. Uh, I, well, actually, I was walking home one day from a, you know, from a long night of drinking. And I noticed this guy. And I was like, I was like, I've seen this guy on Facebook before, you know, like you know, related to Prague stuff and yes stuff. And I added him. And I was like, I think I just saw you. you know, I was, I, I was kind of, you know, a little bit on the drunk side. I was like, I think I just saw you in a you know, this bar that's five minutes away from me. And we you know we basically planned to meet up one day, which we did. Discuss the yes music, and talked about you know potentially you know maybe jamming together, playing some yes music. So that's basically how that started. We met at a bar. Formally, just like John and Chris did, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of amazing because this guy was telling me that he can play the guitar like Steve Howe and Trevor Rabin. And I said, yo, I don't doubt you, but where have you been all my life, you know? <laughs> so, um, we became brothers immediately. We've seen a lot of Yes shows. We've done a lot of cool stuff with Yes friends and people. And then Joel and Mark were like two people that I felt needed to be connected and then I was also playing with, um, there's a tribute band called Yesterdays that's been around since the 90s, and they kind of were around and great, and then not around for a while, and then around and not around. And I, I got the call one day to join, kind of funny, two brothers, Rich and Ray, cool dudes, play like Chris and play like Steve. They're amazing. I used to see them, when Yes was touring Open Your Eyes in 97, I was 10 years old, Beacon Theater, and my father, who's an infamous Yes fan, he was like, you know, famous for things like, Joey, go run up there and say hi to that guy. He plays bass in the SBU band. So <laughs> I was telling them I wanted to be in their band when I was 10. Then it turned out that I was, you know, 15 years, um, you know, 20 years later. Oh, karma. And I'm in, you know, their band kind of briefly. Just schedules didn't work out. And then I was like, yeah, but I got to play with Mark. In the meantime, I was playing with Mark. I was keeping things fresh for Joel. And then uh, I had the opportunity to get Terry. Terry joined yesterday at the same time I did. So we joined together. We were the newbies. Really? You know what? He's a machine. He's got fantastic pipes. Uh, He's amazing. Yeah, tell us Terry's story. Terry's... He's probably more rock and roll than anyone else in the band. You know, he's 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 a great wild rock and roller. That's how I'd describe him. But he's also got this incredible spiritual side that actually 
it, it, that kicks in, you know, when he's doing Led Zeppelin and Van Halen, he kicks ass and you're like, wow, that guy can do David Lee Roth, Robert Plant. Oh shit. He could do John Anderson. Like, who's this guy? That's Terry Day, man. We got, we got one of the best singers I've ever met in my life with us. And that's one of the coolest things. And then John, who has been in yesterday's for forever, he is just like, he presses a button and he becomes Mraz and he presses another one and he becomes Wakeman. He's unbelievable. He's, again, one of the most technically proficient people. So these guys are the best musicians I've ever played with in my life. And that gets me hype. And then when we start banging out Yes music, I feel like I'm in 75 underneath a, sh- underneath a drum show. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mark, what's your uh, first exposure to Yes? My exposure, uh, I, I wasn't a, uh, you know, I didn't grow up on Yes. I'm, I'm actually the youngest guy in the band. I'm 24. I'll be 25 in March. But, uh, Basically, it was freshman year of high school. Uh, you know, I was getting more into the prog stuff. I grew up on all the classic rock stuff, you know, metal, classic metal, 70s metal. And uh, I just decided to discover more prog stuff in high school. And, you know, I wanted to buy records, you know. So I went to a record shop in St. Mark's, New York City. It's no longer there now. It's a yogurt shop, sadly. <laughs> uh, but I went there and I bought Fragile on, on record. You know, which is pretty much what you know. I think most Yes fans buy. You know, when you get into Yes, sure. I bought that and was just blown away by the whole. Uh, you know, everybody in the band was a virtuoso. Everyone was on top of the game. You know, it wasn't a it was a musician's band. You know, that's pretty much what drew me to the Yes. Then I got the Edge, and and then you know, I was a guitar player. I've been playing guitar since I was nine. So you know, obviously Steve Howe was just next level shit for me you know trevor raymond's amazing and i just you know basically started playing that stuff that's you know how the whole thing started okay all right all right so mark you came in through uh, fragile and close to the edge and, and uh, yeah i mean now i mean I'm a, I'm a fan of all yes you know i like i like all the stuff they pretty much released and i'm one of those guys that i uh, like you know i like everything we're going to talk about the set list obviously and you guys covered all, all the how and all the, the raven. You, you touched on all the little bits. So we should figure out here how you guys put together the set list. Did you get it approved before you went to Yes 50? And, uh, you know, what's it like rehearsing a 50-year span? You know, it's, it's funny because we, uh, we haven't released the episode yet, but we've recorded our episode on, uh, on Big Generator. And I'm cool. fascinated by Holy Lamb. Um, you know, just, and I love the story behind apparently how much effort Trevor put into that. And just to be clear, while I do, I am a Trevor apologist and I love everything Trevor does and Trevor is my hero, I have, de- cool. I have developed a very healthy respect and appreciation for Steve Howe. And, yeah, right. you know, so I, you know, I, I Man, legend. you should have a lot of respect for him. I mean, he's like, he wrote the book that made it possible for Trevor Rabin to exist, you know? Well, and, and, you know? and I'll be honest with you. When we started the palaver, I don't know that I fully appreciated that. Um, but through that, through the, our consideration of the, the yes catalog and, and quite frankly, through my own personal exploration of the Asia catalog, I've really gotten to kind of dig around and it's opened my eyes, pun intended. <laughs> I love Open Your Eyes, too. I was, I was I jamming think... to every song of Open Your Eyes when I was 10. The thing is, like, the, there's, there's a really stark, there's such a stark difference between Steve Howe and Trevor Rabin. 
that it's going to divide people to go one way or the other. So you're going to have people that are into like more like kind of in your face, like sort of metal flashy stuff. They're going to go to Raven first, but it, you know, the old timers like us are going to go to Steve Howe. I think they both have a lot of crossover. I've heard Steve Howe do some seriously shreddy things in, oh, in his yeah. time. Yeah. And I've heard him use all kinds of crazy effects and all that other stuff. And then I've also heard, uh, you know, Trevor Raven sit down with an acoustic and, 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 and make you weep. You know, with all, you know, he really likes John McLaughlin. They both like Wes Montgomery. I mean, they both have like, you know, certain like jazzy things that are in common with one another. And a lot of people just don't, don't watch that when they want, when they get into this Trevor Raven versus Steve Howe debate. I, I like them both for different reasons. Yeah. I don't even get into the debate. I'm just not interested in the debate. They both, you well, know. And, and, yeah. But but I, I think I think that is part and parcel of the whole yes thing. And I, there was a there was a tweet probably a couple of weeks ago from Jeff Downs. You know, someone was was trying to bait him with something about you know comparing him to Rick Wakeman, and, and he just replied, "It's not a contest." And and the beautiful <laughs> thing about about the yes music is, you know, with precious few exceptions, I think it's all wonderful and you've got different flavors for different days of the week but it's all good i mean you know so you know, well, let me say something real quick you mentioned jeff jeff's birthday is saturday happy yeah, birthday jeff. jeff that's also my birthday so oh well awesome. there you go yeah <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a birthday it's a birthday party Upgraded keyboard has so many so many palettes of sounds so many different styles that he uses and and his his palette of uh, his his sonic palette is really really impressive. Always has been. He's always been on the forefront of the latest kind of sound and how to make it sound tasteful in a rock and roll setting. I love Jeff Downs. He's great. He's one of my favorites. Jeff Downs is one of my favorites. But then again, Rick Wakeman's not Jeff Downs. You know. Yeah, I'm going to tell you Bronx style. Jeff is the fucking man. Anyone who says otherwise, that's cool too. But. Rock style, Jeff, man, bro. All right, you you guys are hijacking here. You, you st stay on point. We we got we got to talk your set list. All right, all right. How did you guys open up your your yes, fifty anniversary set at the uh, at the expo? No opportunity, opportunity yeah. experience needed. Fantastic. And did 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 you know it before this gig? Was it already in your repertoire? Well, we had to learn a bunch of tunes for this, you know. You know, we we had uh, you know we had a really good repertoire. What maybe fifteen, sixteen tunes, and uh, you know, obviously we couldn't like replicate what Yes was doing. Um, so, uh, and and then we found out that they were doing Close to the Edge, and that's like a twenty-minute song. So we just had to figure out how to fill twenty minutes worth of music. So we had a couple of ideas of songs. Uh, no opportunity was kind of my my idea because you know I just figured it would it would probably be the easiest one to learn. We could just bang that out and and have some fun with it. And then uh, you know Mark wanted to do Brother of Mine and Joey Joey was was a big proponent for uh, the More We Live and and we all kind of wanted to do Subway Walls because it was it's it's a pretty cool tune. Brilliant. Okay. So, okay. So, okay. We were okay. Do fly from we were going to do all the Fly from I here. Wanted to do the whole the whole suite. But yeah, holy shit. It. We learned it. I was actually learning acoustic guitar. Mark was teaching me how yeah. to finger so we can play Sad Night at the Airfield. That's a fact. Oh, oh my God. Wow. I, you know, but, I, I totally know it on bass. I was, I've always been a fan of that tune ever since they played it at Madison Square in 1980. Oh, but, so so have you done it in your bar gigs? Have you actually done the, the no. full fight? Oh, no. no. Not yet. It's on the list. No. Uh, I'll drive so, up for that, man. 
you asked a couple of questions. I'll bang out some answers for you. Yeah. Did we run the set? Did we run the set list by yes? Yes, we did. The deal was basically, hey, we don't want to play anything that you guys are playing, and everyone thought that that made sense. So just from like a professional courtesy perspective, you know, we, I, I connected with you know the management of the event, and well, Brian is really my good friend, um, and the band management just to make sure everybody was happy with everything. All peace was peace, and then you know our set list was nothing that they played. So, did we know opportunity before? Not really. As a band, we never played it. Um, the only songs we had played before were Future Times, well, Siberian Katru, Future Times, Changes, and Hearts, and we only ever played them live once. So, I mean, you can take that as you will. Awesome. But the the rest was a couple of uh, heavy days of rehearsing in the Bronx. Like Joel said, that three and a half, four hour drive and yeah. made it happen. So and, it and we cool. had agency rehearsals where maybe just the, the three of us would get together or four of us would get together or we'd like do some drilling over the phone. I mean, we did a lot, you know, we, you know, this was only our second gig on top of that. So we were like, you know, kind of not nervous, like we were going, we were going to fail or anything like that, but just nervous that we weren't going to have enough time to get it right. Also, sure. the, you know, also the idea was, you know, we could, well, you know, we couldn't play what they were playing, but we also didn't want to play the cliche yes songs. So we That's tried, true. you know, we tried digging into the whole playing songs that, you know, maybe a, a real yes fan would want to hear. This is a yes fan convention. So it's sure, just, you know, it, it, it's a set list, you know, that, you know, a, any yes fan would want to see going to a yes show. You know? Yeah. Joe, what was your biggest surprise? Um, yes. Uh, because, you know, as, as a listener. So I was, I, I was, I was going to say, you know, as we were as we were walking up, and when did you walk? Uh, so we're we're downstairs doing the ticket thing and and walking up the stairs, and it, as as we're walking up to the building, I'm like, Paul, they're playing Hearts. <laughs> I'm like, let's get the hell in there because <laughs> Hearts is Hearts is one of my favorites. But but when you know and and when you guys went into the more we live, let go, I just about lost my shit. Because that is okay. that is one of my favorites, and not anything I ever thought I would hear live under any circumstances anywhere. So for me, that was that was a stunner, and I just thought it was fantastic. Cool. And in between those two was brother of mine. So you know, in terms of shock value, there were people that were kind of blown away by that. Yeah, I was. How does it feel to play that? It's so powerful, and like. Well, so that that you know that was the song that I I told the guys I was like I think if if there's any song we need to play is definitely Brother of Mine I think that's the song that's gonna it just it'll just blow people away I mean yes yes has never played it. it's a B W H song so right 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 yeah. right I, I think there were other songs think, that we had thought about but you know uh, Brother of Mine just made sense I, I'd already heard somebody do uh, the Order of the Universe at Rosfest a couple of years ago and Birthright was still a little like kind of obscure everybody knows Brother of Mine. And we kind of went for for that one, and you know, Mark was right, and th and you could actually hear people in the audience gasping <laughs> at some of at some of these things. We I had uh, some somebody went around and turned over like all the set lists because uh, some some woman I felt really bad. I, she tweeted the the set list to a friend of hers. I'm like, no, no, we want to keep this a surprise. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. No spoilers, yeah. man. Please, come on, no spoilers. We, we agreed that. Mark Mark started to explain this. The, the real mentality was, let's not do anything they're doing now. And that was also, to be honest with you, it wasn't an option. That was part of the deal. We don't play anything they're playing, which, you know, I'm that a businessman. We're, we're all professionals. That makes sense. Let's also not play topographic drama. So 
number one, we weren't going to do the remembering or the ancient because then you spend all your time on one or both of those songs. That's not practical. I think we'll do all of tales one day, but it's about getting set up <laughs> and, lunch and, I mean, and having, you know, you know the tales right now. So it's that, 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 that'll, that'll be a business decision when we get to where we need to get to be. Which is the greatest in the world? Joe well, Cass, uh, I'm going to stop you now. Don't you think, don't you think, White, don't you think Alan kicks himself for not, like, really, really doing more on, 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 on Tails? Because, you know, there's space there. He leaves space, like, as um, a drummer. Like, don't you feel that space in there? Like, you just want to let loose? Yeah, I understand the space. And I know exactly what you mean, but I don't think Alan kicks himself. I think he's like, well, now I'm going to fucking play it 200 nights live and I'll do it what I want. You know, so <laughs> you listen to the live <laughs> recordings, you listen to, you know, yeah. Ritual on Yes shows. Alan understands that. I don't know if he kicked himself, but. Right, well, right, 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 right. The yeah. Evolves, you know, from, from recording into the studio and then you take it out and you're playing it like 200 nights a year. You know, you're going to start to, you know, the playing is start going to start to evolve just because you've been playing it. 200 more times than you did when you went into the studio in the first place. It just, it just happens that way. It happens. And frankly, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the, the Alan White's use of space on topographic was pretty cool because it really kind of gave a lot of atmosphere to let, you know, Rick Wakeman kind of, kind of like ooze in there every once in a while. And, and it gave a lot of space for Chris Squire to rock the fuck out. So you, know, oh, you just said, Chris Squire, what is it like trying to learn those harmonies? What is that? That's work, man. Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, you got you understand that, you know, this band has had like a lifetime of influence on all of us, really. I mean, we all grew up uh, loving Yes. I, I've been listening since 1971. And, and uh, so, like, you know, when I started to, to play the bass and I wanted to sing and play the bass at the same time, I'm left handed. So I started with McCartney and McCartney does nothing but sing and play bass all the time. So it really got me uh, into coordinating that stuff. So by the time I graduated, to like the Who and Yes and and Cream and Hendrix and all this other stuff. There were a whole bunch of things that I could do that just became second nature. And okay. uh, is like you know pretty much the reason why I play bass. And and you know I, I I got myself a Rick when I was like you know 15, 16 years old. And uh, I always wanted to play one, and and it was just one of those things. But you know come over to my place and let's jam some yes <laughs> said by no one ever <laughs> when Joey you know, said hey let's come on over and jam we'll do some yes i'm like hey i'm gonna be in this car <laughs> it's interesting because there's something about the way joel turks dirty to me that makes me want to play yes music. <laughs> he describes that and then i found the who and i'm like stop it joel yeah. <laughs> That's that's the gateway drug right there. The who, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, just it, in general, it, the way he tells the story is like you're in. Okay. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's like you know when you grow up. You know, I grew up in the '70s. You know, I was I born in the '60s, grew up in the '70s. So yep. all the people that we love and admire were still a. They were all still alive. B. They were all still way the fuck at the top of their game, or they were just getting started and about to be at the top of their game, and you know. I count myself as a lucky guy for having been able to live through that in that context. And the thing is, th what I what I discover about Joey and Mark playing with them is that you know their entry level was was, was with the with the Rabin era, yes, and that was the first time I actually got to see them. So I got to get into Rabin the Rabin era live, and I got to get into Yes live almost the same way that Joey and Mark did. 
uh, in a natural way. And they, you know, they went backwards. I went forwards and then I went backwards. You know, it's kind of like, but, but we all like a lot of the same stuff. I, I mean, I'm a big fan of all the eras and, you know, <laughs> these guys are also, it's, it's a joy. Well, Joe made me go to uh, a Raven show in uh, Nashville, right? That that was my uh, <laughs> the talk Joe, tour. Why are yeah. you such a dick, Joe? I know, right? <laughs> I'm I'm a terrible friend. Talk <laughs> was my first show. I was I was 94. I was born in 87, so I was like seven, eight years old. It was about this time of year, and we went to two Yes shows. Me and my my brothers and my two brothers and my parents, and that's when it all started, as far as Yes shows. I was born in 94. There you go. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, and, and, and the talk tour was, was interesting um, because they had, they had Billy on that tour. And I remember they, yeah. they kind of kept him locked in the back of the stage. He wasn't so, even lit. Not lit for any part of the show, except for that one time where he comes down to the front of the stage and plays bass with Chris Squire. Right. On Real I Love. Was lit. Yep. He yeah. was lit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the we one looked. time they let him down. Exactly. We love Billy my, Sherwood. I was listening to Endless Dream live in 94 the other day, and uh, there's a great Billy moment, very quick one. After Trevor does the piano uh, intro, after the big intro when Trevor's playing the piano, Billy sings one harmony, like, moving forward to the other place. It's cool. Check it out. Oh, you know what? Um, our associate in the Progressive Palaver, Paul Zotter, forwarded a question via text message and he says sometimes when i perform and someone i know as a musician walks in the room i experience an extra bit of pucker factor i wonder what goes through their minds when they're playing yes songs in front of billy sherwood i mean i looked at billy and i smiled and i just kept rocking the fuck out man <laughs> He, he, he also made a beeline for the bar at the back of the room. I mean, he, he was he was in the back, but he was in the back checking it out. I mean, he, he was watching the stage, but he was doing it in a way that like didn't really, you know, it wasn't tweaking us because he wasn't like, you know, right up front. Oh, my God. I mean, the worst part for me was playing in front of Tony K. I mean, <laughs> and, and then, you know, that was the best part. song. He left. And I'm like thinking, oh, my God, he thinks we suck. But then he came back with a video recorder and started videotaping us. So Nice. That's he, awesome. I really love the set. So it was great. Yeah. yeah we're, I don't know if I ever got your perspective on that. Like, what was your – we were actually we – were we were playing Future Times Rejoice when the band and the crew came in. So I kind of looked over to my left, and I saw Jay, Billy, uh, John, yeah. and a bunch of the road crew – Patrick was already there. Tony was already there. And I just gave the nod. Like, all right, cool. Bros came to see bros. So it was good stuff. But Mark, what was your thought when you when you saw them come in? I don't know if I ever asked you that question. Well, yeah. Well, we were playing Future Times. And then that's yeah, that's when I noticed the band as well. And usually, you know, usually when play, usually when playing, I'm I'm actually in my in my zone. If you ever see any videos of us playing, I, I'm not you know I'm not jumping around. I'm not David Lee Roth doing splits on the stage. You know, so I'm 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 in my zone. I'm not really you know I'm focused on my guitar, but I did notice them come in, and it was like oh shit, you know, it was one of those oh shit moments. Cool. And yeah, you definitely feel those fucking chills, and you're like whoa, like you know, it's like a it's like a reality check, you know. But you know, I I, I try to I try to I try to keep to my playing and just worry about my playing, you know. That's cool. Word. 
So where where yeah, I we think were it was just in the middle of the show, natural. That's all. It just happened yeah. that we just came yeah. on. Yeah, and also and also this was my my second show at the band and my second show yeah, ever right. ever playing live. <laughs> That's amazing. That is great. I love that. Where where we were sitting or standing, I should say, um, Jeff Downs was was right off our left hand shoulder during Subway Walls, and it was cool to sort of watch him you know, watch you guys playing that song. That was, that was an entertaining little, little moment for me personally. He, he walked in during the intro because I was getting ready to hit a Tom and look at Mark. And I seen Jeff walk in during the, the keyboard intro and he just looked at me. I looked at him. I was like, all right, cool. Like it was a great moment for him to walk in. And obviously that's a proud moment. Cause I'm, I'm trying to rep him and, and right. you know, show music that he's done. The last freaking song with Chris Squire in terms of last song on the record with Chris Squire. Right. So it was like a meaningful thing to end the night with that because we did the set chronologically. And uh, yeah, it was it was the, the cherry on top last song and he walked in. A song he wrote, you know. And he really dug it. He, he, he was very, very impressed with our version. Uh, he dropped us a line saying, you know, you guys did a great job, particularly Subway Walls. And to our knowledge, I don't think any band has ever played it live. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so we get That's to- what he said to me. Yeah. Similar to brother and mine, you guys are trendsetters. That that's well, good work. Jeff, Jeff said um, that was the first live performance of Subway Walls by any band anywhere, and he was glad that he was there to see it. And the song's great live. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it's good live. I hope. I mean, listen, I do think that you know. I mean, Billy Sherwood is <laughs> one of the captains in the band. He's, they should do the more we live. They should do. Uh, subway walls but people want everything and they complain when they don't get it you got to look at that set list that the band did and go shit these guys rocked out songs from every era got fly from here you know they they, they flex believe again early in this in the set but i guess they didn't keep it it was a long show but they did a lot of great music from across all the areas obviously they skipped the raven stuff which i personally don't like but you know there's an arw for that right so at the end of the day i'm cool with two versions of yes doing two different sets of yes let's talk about so trevor I, horn while we're here trevor horn big, <laughs> yeah i'm a big trevor horn fan yeah oh man what a producer and what a yeah. personality and someone with the balls to step in where anderson was and uh and at at, at you know at, at this point they brought him in to yes 50 and it was glorious yes yeah. It, it was yeah. a, a dream come true. It's like, oh my god, because I was I was a super huge fan of, of Fly from here. Uh, I remember, uh, right? You know, being <laughs> like this kid. All right, Madison Square. Like when they when they simulcasted on all the FM radio stations, I'm literally sitting there with like this little Panasonic recorder and and a little handheld microphone recording it. Yes, so Ken. Does that remind you of anything? <laughs> yes, I, that was me with uh, Exit Stage Left, like with the little boombox and yeah, uh, right. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so, it, you know, the first time I got to hear it with Benoit, it was like, oh, my God, they're actually playing this song. This is so cool. And then to, just to see Trevor Horn was just like, you know, yeah. oh, my God, I, I, I could have died right there and life would have been just just grand. <laughs> uh, love, I fucking love Trevor Horn so much. Yeah, he yeah, it was great. You know, we we were so fortunate. You know, obviously, the you know, we grew up in Philly. And so I'm, I live in Texas, but I'm in the habit of flying back to Philly to see shows with, with these guys. And so, you know, we, as soon as these were, these dates were announced, 
we made our arrangements. And then as they started to announce, you know, obviously they announced Tony K early on, and then they announced Patrick, and then they announced Trevor. And it's like, you know, what a what a treat that we were able to see these shows with all of these guys. And you know, it was it was amazing. It was it was a thrill to be invited to be part of it. Uh, it, it just just to be in the room with all these people uh, was uh, was mind blowing. It's still it's still taken us a long while to unpack all of this, like you know all all this stuff because this is just like you know a dream gig for any bit for anybody that loves yes, you know uh, especially you know it, it's just it's just one of those things that you know it, it doesn't happen every day of the week. It certainly doesn't, and we were just so 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 psyched to be there. It was all like a crazy, crazy ass dream. So, sure. so let's, let's, let's talk about that for, for a quick second. So you guys were invited to perform at the fan fest by yes themselves. How did that come about? I took the lead on that, I guess is the fair way to the honest way to say it. And I mean, they did the UK fan fest and we saw that they had two yes tribute bands and, you know, I made sure to, to put the name in the hat and to work the situation, and it happened. So, um, was there I any actually, was there any sort of wedding of the Steve pants? Howe, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if Steve Howe decided, yeah, let's let the band play or not. But at the end of the day, they were happy that it was us, and we got to talk to them about it. And you know, most of them came to see us play. Um, That's great. Other than Steve, other than Steve, who you know, come on, Steve's not gonna go into that situation until he's got to do his business in the Q&A, and that's cool. I respect Steve for Steve. And then Alan, you know, wasn't available to come until he was coming with Steve. So, sure. I mean, we had a great turnout. They were excited and happy about it. And, yeah, it was all it was all good. And um, I think uh, certainly thank you. And I'll say thanks while we're on the, on the radio for the opportunity. Certainly. Ruth and Brian are like, like the, the two, two of the most hardcore – uh, yes fans. I mean, uh, Brian runs the Scottish Yes Network, and Ruth is responsible for all those uh, thank you Chris bracelets, and uh, they, 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 they got um, uh, the state of Florida to name like the, uh, the, the one day Yes Day, and uh, they, they're just lovely people, and, and you know, we got to know them, uh, I got to know them through Cruise to the Edge, and uh, you know, when people saw Joey and myself playing together <clears throat> on the late night jams, you know, doing like Ritual and, and all this other stuff, I mean, obviously, they, they, they knew Joey can play. They know I can play. There are a lot of people that wanted to see us playing together. So, uh, oh, yeah, we got a Yes Tribute Band with Joey and, you know, Joey and Joel playing as the rhythm section. Uh, you know, already you got a good rhythm section. So, uh, uh, you know, we were, we were just very psyched that, that they thought about us, you know, and, and, and they all invited us. Ted Chuck. Yeah. Brian's like family to me. I've, I've stayed at his house. I'm in Scotland, one of the greatest countries I've ever been to. Shout out to Glasgow, Edinburgh, Dunfermline, all the good places there. But um, he's a good guy. Thanks, Brian. Talk about where you go and, 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 and you know, you're continuing to play and you're continuing to add songs. What song is next and what, what gig is next and uh, how does this evolve? Mark, where do you think our next gig is going to be? Madison Square Garden. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I knew this. That's why I love you, man. I knew you were going to come through. Right now, we're on the line. Right now, we're on the line with the with the, uh, the Boston Gardens. It, you know, it doesn't exist no more, but. Yeah. Mm. Trying to get um, there. You know, we are relatively new. And 
in order to get nicely placed into the tribute band circuit, there's there's things that need to be done, press kits and things of that nature. So we are right now building our press kit in order to you know get the right types of theaters and venues. They just won't look at you without an agent and without that stuff. But other than that, um, we are focused on playing like every month or every two months. Right now we're playing November, Friday, November 2nd back in the Bronx and then Friday, December 28th in the Bronx. And that's, that's the place that Mark and I met, but also the best spot in, in the Bronx for live music. So it's actually a great gig to have. And we're more focused on building than just playing every weekend right now. But um, Joe, what do you think? Well, I, I, we're, we're really psyched to play it. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we've got some shows at Brewski's. We're looking ahead to 2019. Uh, you know, there's this whole world of tribute bands that I, I was becoming aware of for the very first time. So, you know, I've been like look uh, talking to some of my friends in, within the Boston uh, scene to see if we can get anything happening up here. And uh, and you know, obviously, you know, we're keeping an eye on like things like uh, you know special like kind of cruises and events and and stuff like that where where, where a tribute band would be kind of cool to have. Uh, certainly, I, you know, Larry Moran's aware of us as well, and you know. Uh, maybe maybe we can get something going with them. I don't know. It would be nice. It'd be nice to do something. Well, <laughs> well I got to tell you guys, as a as a closet guitarist sitting home playing Steve Howell licks, you oh, know, that's you. <laughs> six hours a week. Yeah, I I got to I got to say, you know, just just doing it at home is one thing, but to take it the extra step and 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 make the time and the commitment to do what you guys do, I know that that's crazy. When I was younger. I was kind of there, so um, I take I take my hat off and I salute uh, Total Mass Retain and, and the effort that you guys put into it. It's pretty impressive. Thank you, Mark. Brilliant, brilliant work. Brilliant. No, you know, it, it was definitely a lot of work from you know for myself because uh, you know I know the songs you know by, from hearing them, of course, but you know I mean I've been playing for a long, for a long time already, but playing the songs obviously it, you know it's not something you could search up on Ultimate Guitar. There's, there's not much tabs. Or accurate tabs of, of Steve Howe, you know, he's all he's all over the place. When you guys you did know. that YouTube video for Steve Howe's birthday, I love how you went into uh, what, 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 um, drama, right, right, right. I, th I think I, I think it was Machine Messiah. I think, you you did Machine Messiah. Yeah. yeah, that that was badass. That, that was cool. Oh well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people I, would play Roundabout or whatever. You know, you're like, fuck it, Machine Messiah. I'm there, <laughs> and that was pure. Yeah. Brilliant. I like that. yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. My boy right there. Love it. Beauty. Yeah, fans of drama. Especially <laughs> no, like yeah. in the studio, like getting things set up. And it was Steve Howe's birthday, and I just took a video, and I said, Mark, you know, why don't you uh, play something for Steve Howe's birthday? And that's what happens. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yes. It does really happen. All right. This, this is fantastic. Let's put in a pin in it. A anybody not get a chance to talk about their uh, mission or their uh, talking points? <laughs> talking points. <laughs> uh, we, you know, Terry, Terry is amazing. I fucking love his capacity to, to memorize lyrics. I mean, we did Brother of Mine. There's like seven pages of lyrics in that fucking song. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we had literally like weeks from when yes told us what, what you know yes approved what we could do and what 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 we couldn't do, uh, so we ran a couple of songs by them and then we had maybe four weeks to put it together 
after that. So he put it together in a really short time and, and, and you know, memorized the lyrics, memorized the phrasing. Uh, he just I, he just kicked so much ass. Yeah. And uh, and John, man, you you know, Joey said it the best. You could press a button and he's Trevor, Trevor Horn and press another one. And he's uh, Patrick Moraz. Uh, he's just got so many skills. Uh, it was it was also really kind of cool that um, I don't think anybody mentioned at the Yes Fan Fest that. Um, yeah, John kicks that, ass. Uh, John brought his uh, brought his son, Kyle. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, he's, you know, 12 years old, he's just getting started with music He's very fascinated about the whole thing. And so not only did we have this experience, but we're also able to kind of like, sort of like see it through, through a, the, the a 12 year old's eyes of being taken backstage and getting to meet, you know, all the guys in the band, the band were really, really cool to him, you know, si signed all of his stuff, you know, told him little stories and things and, you know, got to through the eyes of child. <laughs> 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 that that was that was a, that was an amazing thing, and, and you know they uh, you know they were very gracious to us all. They treated us really nicely, um, and uh, you know we had a, we had a great time getting to interact with the band, and I I don't think that's uh, that's something that we're ever going to forget. The audience we noticed, you know, just fantastic for yes, and I don't you don't have to compare yes to other prog bands or or, or, or whatever, it, but it's just a fact that they. You know, span generations, and there's just a really wide appeal there. Um, there's a lot to be said for the fans that they picked up in the last 50 years. Oh, for sure. Awesome. So, so in so. terms of, uh, of of people looking for you at this point, my understanding is you're mostly on Facebook. Is that correct at, at the moment? They can find you there? Yeah, Total Mass Retain, yes, Tribute Band is where we're at on Facebook. The website is uh, well under development. Sweet. We're fortunate. We're fortunate to have uh, the Gottlieb brothers offer to, you know, send us all the pictures that they took. Oh, that's from the great. Event. Shout out to those guys. I mean, I've seen I've seen those guys at Yes Show since I was ten. So I mean, uh, they were they they did an amazing job, and the photos are unbelievable. So the website's going to look great, and. With the press kit, you know, some, you'll probably see something. I'll say conservatively over the next few months. We got to get our schedule together, and uh, it's going to be fantastic. And um, honestly, the goal is to be the best and to to live up to that. Um, it has nothing to do with anyone else except our own drive and love for the music and the performance of the music. The way we feel, it has to be passionately done. And I think that the people who've come to see us feel that. And, you know, we're here to, to time travel, man. Let's have a great time, play the greatest music of all time, and, uh, you know, book us at great places and pay us lots of money to do it. We love you, too. <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, I, I, I personally can't well, wait. You know, business is business, too, but yeah. I, uh, I personally can't wait for the uh, the email on my local shows when I see Total Mass Retain is going to be at the Verizon Theater in Grand Prairie, Texas. I will be the first one oh, yeah. uh, one oh, online nice. to get tickets for that, so that'll be great. Yeah. Got to ask you, Grand Prairie, Texas versus Philadelphia, who makes a better steak sandwich? Oh, oh don't yeah. you don't even get me started on steak sandwiches in better uh, football. Why don't we go there, right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't follow a, a musician. Twelve. Uh, I'm talking about steak sandwiches. 
Philly is the bomb. I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> and just for and, and also I think just for those who missed, uh, we also have a video of us playing the whole Philly show. Uh, our good friend John Cuny took a video of us playing the whole show in Philly, and it's on our Facebook too. Oh, perfect. Good. Yeah, a live screen. We've got videos. Uh, our buddy Rob took it from the cruise. Took a picture of. Uh, like a video from like Patrick's angle during Sound Chaser, and as soon as John rips into the solo, Patrick knows the deal. He kind of gets up and he's like, "Wow, wow man!" So you got to check out that video. Everyone's playing with um, Patrick watching, and uh, next week I'll be out in LA. I'm celebrating my birthday, so I'm going to LA to see ARW. Oh, so nice! Yeah. Because they they're not you know they're not playing on the East Coast or whatever that deal is, whatever the facts may be, and then. I'm just kind of hoping they change their set list around a little. But either way, I'm going to the Greek, and it's going to be wild. So happy birthday, me. That's Bobby great. Oh, man. The West Coast. We had we had Pomeroy. I love Lee Pomeroy. Is he still uh, doing it with them? Yeah. It, well, is, is he? It was, a, it was a European tour or something where he wasn't on it. I don't know the specs, but he should be doing it. Well, I, 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 Actually, just, I was just listening to the live uh, Rhythm of Love that they just kind of released the video from their upcoming DVD. Pretty cool. I yeah. just saw ELO here last week with Lee Pomeroy, so I don't know. I think he can't join ARW until that tour finishes up, and I don't know when that's done. Can Sweet. I share my bucket list? Is I want to hear Leave It Live. I don't care if it's cheesy. I don't care what. And I think I think ARW can handle that. Just I, think I want. They, yeah. <laughs> I think it would be cool um, just to see it live. I thought you were going to tell us to do it so maybe we gotta joel maybe we gotta mess with leave it we just gotta figure out how to get a thousand voices or something like that that's we all can do it. <laughs> i believe in i will drive john. i will drive to the bronx for that i will i will guaranteed so so yeah. you won't drive to the so now that we're on your radio show i, I kind of feel like we should have we should host you you should drive to the bronx and we'll play <laughs> like sound chaser and future times and other songs that yes hasn't played since the album dropped. if you play anything and from tomato i'm there <laughs> <laughs> Tormato, Tormato is is a trigger album on the Palaver, so uh, that's as it should be. That's good. Yeah. Like we don't want to do "Don't Kill the Whale" because everyone's done "Don't Kill the Whale," but not that we don't love "Don't Kill the Whale." We want to do we want to do "Silent Wings of Freedom." I think you know that goes up there with Sound Chaser as epic. We'll call it half epics in terms of length, but no less epic in terms of brutality and amazing force of music. So I mean, and, and it's and it's pretty fucking fun to play. So I mean, it's, it's, well, see, Joel Joel signed up to play that on the cruise next February. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so I'm already I'm already learning that. I'm learning Gates oh, of Delirium. I'm learning uh, release release. Uh, I'm gonna be playing. I'm be playing oh. just at an exhibition. Oh my that. God! What's Come that? Uh-oh. Joel, can we just make a thirty second comment about Yegi? So we hung out last. Oh my like, God! Yes. After our show. And somehow Mark found this video of a Japanese 1990 tribute show called Yegi. Actually, and they, Yagi. Why Yagi? Yeah, yeah. Because I tried looking up Yegi because I, right. I got home. I was going to show my wife. You, know, you got to see this. And it you took us look like an hour up. to find it. You guys need to look this up. Joel, send the video to one of them because we were so blown away at this Yes tribute band. And – like they were, they were playing. They played close to the edge. Ritual, Gates of Delirium, Release, Release. Yours is no disgrace. They were like playing epic after epic. We were like, wait, what? These guys are badass. Yeah. You got to check them out. They nailed it. I mean, it was it, it, it was silly in a little way because like 
you know, uh, I, I, I think, I, I think, uh, they're Japanese and like they're, they're, they're translating something from English and, you know, not everything, you know, some things are phonetic, some things are, 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 are weird. And, and also she's just got this really like kind of cute voice and then yeah. she just gets down, you know, and then, and then the whole band gets down and, and <laughs> all of a sudden you're just like looking going, what in the fuck is this? It was just the most amazing, most amazing thing. I, they're still around too. I've seen videos as late as like two years ago. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think, I, 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 and I, I, oh my God. And Joey, Joey, you got to check out the newer stuff. It's sick. Well, Japan is the one country where Billy Sherwood can show up with Alan uh, or no, uh, uh, Tony K, I guess it was. Right. And they're playing with a sequence, and they're just two guys on stage with a computer, and and folks yeah. are loving it. Damn. Yeah, it was a cool live show. That was a yeah. cool live. Billy's done a lot of amazing stuff. I mean, with with some, even things like Circa and Yoso. That was oh, cool to have them around and that touring last in and Circa around. Album is great. Yes, adventures. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. I like the and last. Jimmy Holmes was a badass. Beautiful. Jay Shallon. Shout out to Jay Shallon. He's unbelievable. Love that guy. Yeah. We Damn, love Jay right. Shallon. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and Mark have an interesting relationship. We've, listen, we know the bar to hang out at after the show. Sometimes that's all it takes, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Mark and Jay are like musical libraries. Those guys can talk about albums and songs and artists and things. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it, it was all it was all obscure proc stuff like Goblin and, and Van der Graaff Generator. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, stuff like that. Well, it's going to take the palaver about seven years to get the Van der Graaff Generator. <laughs> we, we, in, in our second year, we finally, you know, got to Yes. Next is Genesis. Well, no, we got, we got back to Yes. Well, we did Yes originally. True, true, yeah. So who else have you guys covered? <laughs> we've so far we've covered Marillion, the first half of the S yes catalog, um, King's X. We did Rush, and we just got back to the back half of the S yes catalog, and we're looking starting with what? Uh, starting at nine hundred one two five. Nice. Oh, and okay. I, I, we. We covered part of Asia as a group, and I covered the rest of Asia by myself. And we have a special concert series. We went to ARW and covered that separately, and we went to Yes15 and covered that separately. So we're throwing in the extra episodes, too. Yeah. That's how I met the Yes Music podcast when I was out in uh, the 2011, November 2011 tour, the first tour with John Davison in, in the UK, which was brilliant. It was, it was amazing. All the fly from here. I know we talked about that already, but... Um, I met, I, met, I met him in Birmingham, and we've been cool ever since. So actually, you know, I had a conversation with him separately about, you know, jumping on their show as well and talking yes, which is a pretty cool way to spend a Tuesday night. Yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, I would, I would welcome the opportunity to be able to sit down and, and just talk yes with Kevin. I think that would be phenomenal. And talk about lore. That guy's got it out his ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we think? Is he going to do Relayer and uh, Torpedo? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if if I was sitting down with Kevin, I would totally talk uh, Relayer and Torpedo with him. That would be great. Be that as it may, 
certainly want to uh, to thank you guys for again spending the time with us and you know sharing some of your experiences and letting us get to know a little bit more about Total Mass Retain. Um, we're really very much looking forward to seeing where you guys go in the future. I can't wait. And you know, hey, we'll have to do this again sometime because this was this was really really fun. Yeah, it was a great time. I appreciate you guys letting us on the show. And uh, you know, we'll get Terry and we'll get John in uh, on sometime in the near future as well. Get their perspective on it. That's a cool idea. Yeah, that's that'd but, be perfect. Um, Total Mass Retain Yes Tribute on Facebook. The website is going to be totalmassretainband.com. Nothing crazy complex. And we'll uh, we'll see you in the Bronx, or we'll see you at a show soon. That's fantastic. Awesome. All right. And, ho and hopefully some of you guys could, could come catch us maybe in the Bronx. Maybe it's a full show. You know, we only have a you know intermission, but it's a full show with, you know, all the hits and obscure stuff, you know? Well, Ken, we're going to have to make that happen. Perfect. All right. So that being said, um, again, we want to, we want to thank you guys. We've certainly enjoyed this. Um, we, as always, encourage our listeners to reach out to us here at The Palaver. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at ProgPala on all of those, or search for Progressive Palaver. You're free to email us. Our email address is progpala, that's P-R-O-G-P-A-L-A, at gmail.com. Progressive Palaver is, as always, available for subscription and download on uh, both iTunes and Google Play, and we are hosted on SoundCloud. So until next time, thanks for listening. Joe has to record the outro with the same energy that he does in the show because when he when he waits a day and he does the outro, it's really it's really crap. So, so we, we we have to we have to direct all our energy to Joe and get him pumped up so that he can do the outro. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> do it, Joe. Come on, bro. So yeah.